0: I will never demand again of acting that it pay my bills. Because when I demanded that acting pay my bills, my acting suffered. My love Mm -hmm. of acting suffered.
1: Part inspiration, part education, the whole. Artist with Courtney Roux. Be your best you. Hey, thanks for listening to The Whole Artist with Courtney Rue. I'm Courtney Rue, and today we have Miata Idoga. Listen, Miata is an actor, and she also is a financial educator, and she is here to help you make some more money. Why is this important? Well, we'll talk about it in the podcast, but Miata and I both want to get rid of this idea that you have to be a struggling, starving artist in order to be a real artist, I really, truly believe that if we can empower more actors to learn about finances and money and really learn how to ask for what they're worth, that actors can be in a much more powerful situation when it comes to their career. Money can give you freedom. Money can fund projects for you. You can donate money to projects that you care about. You can donate money to organizations you care about. And I got to tell you, it all starts from within. It all starts from your mindset about money. Miata talks about her own money journey and how she got out of $80,000 worth of debt. And we talk about how money journeys aren't always linear, just like your acting career isn't linear. For me, my money education journey started when I met my husband. He was a muggle and he had a muggle job and he had health insurance and benefits, 401k and he would work 9 to 5 and we taught each other a lot. He taught me how to budget and save money even though I didn't know how much I was going to make and I inspired him to quit that 9 to 5 world and go do something that he loved that he was passionate about and he was only able to quit that job and give up his insurance when we started both achieving the money goals that we set in which I started making insurance through sag and he was able to pay off his student loans and when that started happening he felt comfortable enough to quit his job and do something he loves and is passionate about, which is teaching public speaking and teaching people how to be better presenters. And so when I say that money can give you freedom, that's what I mean. Us having more money and saving more money and making more money gave him the freedom to be able to leave the security of a nine-to-five job with insurance and benefits in order to do something that he was really passionate about and allowed me to focus on what I was really passionate about. But both of us really had to get past our limiting beliefs around money in order to start making money and saving more money. We read books, we went to seminars, we got coaches, and Miata went through a similar process to get out of her $80,000 worth of debt. Sidebar: Miata and I talk about the books that have led us to be able to make more money, and mine are on my bookshelf on my website. If you go to courtneyrue.com/blog/reading-list, it'll be in the show notes too. You can order the books that I've read to help me grow On my money journey, and maybe they can help you too. But I want you to know that we are not perfect with our money, but we are here to share what's worked for us and maybe it can work for you too. So I'm gonna start a couple of phrases for you, and I want you to finish these phrases either out loud or in your head, but don't judge your answers because it's just your subconscious coming up. So what's the first thing you think of when I say money is? Making more money is. People with money are. Having more money is, if I have more money than I need, I'm, do you think the things that came up for you are helpful in making money or can hold you back from making money? Well, I had some limiting beliefs when it came to money in that I thought that people with money were bad or evil or greedy or just assholes. (laughs) And... I really had to change those beliefs and reframe them in order to start making more money because I didn't want to be an asshole. I didn't want to be greedy. And what I've learned about money, which has helped me earn more money, is that money is just energy. Money is not evil. Money will not make you a bad person. What I've learned is that money only amplifies what kind of person you are. So I had to figure out what the money was for in my own life and how I could be generous with my money for other people. I also had the belief that actors were starving artists. You know, in Cuba, artists are celebrated and make a living doing their art. According to a HuffPost blog, art is totally financed by the state with performers receiving a basic salary every month. Can you imagine that? The belief of starving artist isn't around in Cuba because it is not accepted as a global belief. And art and artists are valued there. So some of these beliefs you have are global beliefs, like being a starving artist. Some of them are just personal beliefs that you have. Some of them are beliefs given to you by your parents or your teachers or other family members and friends. So you really have to ask yourself, like, is this my belief? Do I want to hang on to this belief? Is this belief serving me? And then I think it helps to have a really strong why and really clear goals and then celebrate little milestones along the way. When my friend was starting to get out of debt, her and her husband printed out these little debt thermometers that you color in like every certain amount that you pay off. They were able to keep track of their goal visually and once they colored in the whole thermometer, they were able to celebrate their huge victory. I think if you just Google debt thermometer printable, they'll come up and you can choose one that you like. But even if the number seems impossible, If you just start chipping away just a little bit at a time and you keep track of your progress and you keep celebrating your progress, you'll realize it's not impossible and it might even take you less time than you think. Okay. Back to Miata and our interview. So I first discovered Miata on the podcast Audrey Helps Actors, which I highly recommend, and I highly recommend Miata's episodes. But here's a little bit about Miata before we start. Miata is the president and founder of the financial education company Abundance Bound. For over two decades, she has been helping individuals of all backgrounds establish a healthier, more compassionate relationship with their money, whether they are just starting out or starting over or starting to wonder how they should handle their growing wealth. Miata's abundance-bound curriculum has been licensed by industry-leading organizations and is currently being taught on both coasts. She also created the Artist Prosperity System, which over the years has provided thousands of creatives with a specific step-by-step process to significantly improve their financial situation, giving them more time, energy, and freedom to focus on their creative careers and artistic pursuits. Miata serves as the National Financial Wellness Consultant for the Actors Fund, a national human services nonprofit for everyone in the entertainment industry. She's also led workshops and seminars on financial empowerment for a wide range of organizations, including the Academy of Motion Picture Arts and Sciences, the Writers Guild of America, the Directors Guild, the Screen Actors Guild, and the Center for Cultural Innovation. With a strong belief that early financial education empowers young people to live their very best lives, Miata shares her signature seminars with students and their parents in schools around the country, including NYU's Tisch School of the Arts, USC School of Dramatic Arts, Columbia University, Pace University, and the California Institute of the Arts. And Miata is also an actor. Hi, Miata. Welcome to The Whole Artist. Hi, Courtney. Thank you for having me. Thank you for taking time out of your day are you busy right now during quarantine? Oh
0: my gosh, I am incredibly busy (laughs) right now during quarantine. I have two children um, Mm. and my daughter graduated from high school this year.
1: Congratulations. Um, Yeah,
0: I know. It's a obviously different than we thought it would be but and my husband is also home so you know we're all we're all working from home Mm -hmm. so uh, yeah so it's definitely been an adjustment for everyone just you know everyone being in the space at the same time but also there's just a real need for this work And Mm -hmm. it's a very frightening time for many in terms of finances. And so we are abundance bound. We're just trying to step into that need as much as possible.
1: Yeah, let's start there. Let's start with why is it important for an artist to be financially stable and educated, especially, you know, in a time like this, it's so helpful to have that work done beforehand. But if that didn't happen, why is it important now too? it's
0: a great question. And I think the thing is, is that it is always been important, right? It's always been critical. Mm -hmm. This is just a time in all of our lives, that it makes it so clear. And unfortunately, it makes it clear in a painful way, right? Right just in terms of you cannot escape the need to really figure out what is happening financially. The way that I encourage us all to think about this is that there are a handful of relationships in your life that you absolutely do not have a choice whether or not to have, right? Mm -hmm. And one of those relationships is a relationship with money. So from the day you were born until the day we leave this earth, we have a relationship with money. Right. Right, Courtney. Whether
1: whether you look at it or not.
0: Whether you look at it or not, whether you quote unquote want to or not. Like I always say, unless you are planning to relinquish all of your earthly goods, right? And go live on a mountaintop somewhere, which I guess, you know, is an option, right? (laughs) But unless you're going to do that, you have this relationship. And so like any relationship, it will be somewhere along the spectrum from healthy and thriving and growing to unhealthy and toxic. And full of fear. Mm-hmm. So we know that every relationship that we value requires what? Like, I'll, I'll throw it to you as a question. What do relationships that you value, that you want to have, be healthy and thriving, what do they require of you? They require
1: attention and love and focus
0: right. and... Right. I, right. You know, yeah. And and honesty yes and investment and a willingness to learn right mm-hmm. our relationships require change self, and growth change and growth they require self awareness right so Absolutely. i can only come to my relationships knowing who am i what are my strengths and weaknesses what am i afraid of what baggage am I bringing to this relationship that Mm -hmm. I've maybe never acknowledged? What belief systems do I have that will serve this relationship? What belief systems do I have that have the potential to harm this relationship? And so all of that, just coming back to your core question, why is it important for an artist to be financially stable and educated? Well, if I don't nurture my relationship with money, that relationship will have a toxic effect on all of my other relationships, absolutely absolutely including my creative relationship, my relationship as an artist, right? And it will affect all my other relationships as well. It will affect my relationships with my health, with my time, with my family, with mm-hmm. my friends. Right.
1: Mm-hmm. But
0: if I have a negative relationship with my money, it will lead to a negative relationship with my art. So I really try to help us recognize that that we need to unify those things. We need to recognize that it's not like, oh, I guess I have to work on my money, right? Mm -hmm. Or my money is this thing that's taking me away from my art and from what I really want to be doing. By nurturing your money, by learning about it, by insisting upon financial stability, you are nurturing your art. You are improving the stability of your whole life.
1: And funding your art too. Yeah. Yeah. Which we can get more into later.
0: Absolutely.
1: Speaking of painful relationships with money, you didn't always have a great relationship with money, did you? Oh my goodness, no. And I also, I just
0: really want us to try to avoid looking at things in absolute. So the one thing that I want everybody to be really clear on is I most definitely don't sit here professing to now have this perfect relationship with right. money, right? In other words, I'm married 23 years next week, right? Congratulations. We'll actually, thank you. We'll be married 23 years. And I can tell you today, that marrying my husband was one of the best decisions I have ever made. He is my best friend. But Courtney, I could never sit here and say and look at us now. We have the perfect marriage that right. will never have any struggles again after twenty-three years, <laughs> it's right? So you, easy. That would right. It's so easy now. We've just got this. That would be ridiculous. And you'd know that that was ridiculous. Sorry, I know I I went off a little bit. But but I do just a great example. Yeah, I want to say that, yes, my relationship with money now is certainly so much stronger than where it was. But I also just want to start by saying that's an ongoing journey and commitment.
1: But Yeah,
0: But yes, what happened for me was just that I went to school, I then um, studied theater in college, I trained at a conservatory in London, and I was taught by my parents to work very hard, You, you were expected to be an excellent student and to study and to train and all of those things. But no one ever taught me anything about money, right?
1: Yeah, we don't
0: learn it in school. We don't learn it in school. Especially not theater school. Absolutely, right? And also, we don't tend to learn it from our parents. They will model whatever they themselves know. Mm -hmm. Right. And so I was certainly told to be responsible. Right. I was certainly told I was supposed to save those kinds of things. But in terms of the actual how, especially for someone who was going down a career path that was not the paycheck every two weeks and 401k and ultimate pension plan or any of those kinds of things. Right. Right that education was hugely important, that education that I never had. And so I finished school and I began my career. And honestly, I made a financial mess. I just had no idea how to manage the ups and downs of our income. I had no idea how to manage not just all the life expenses, but all the career expenses. like it the actual, such an expensive career. Yes, investment into the business that you are building. I got massively into debt. Um, at my worst point, I was over $80,000 in credit card debt. And it was absolutely terrifying. And it yeah. really felt like i wasn't going to be able to do what i was here to do that i it reached an incredibly incredibly scary place yeah. where i i just felt like this was going to be the end of my hopes and dreams
1: and some of you probably can relate to where miata was and some of you might not be able to relate but you don't need to hit rock bottom in order yeah. to get control and learn about finances and really make some changes in your life.
0: Yeah, I think that's such an important point, Courtney, is that as humans, we really want to examine why we wait to act until we are in true pain, (sighs)
1: right? I know. I think I finally (laughs) learned that lesson like this year.
0: (laughs) Yeah, we're, we're constantly, constantly learning it. And it's sort of, how do we really approach all of the areas of our lives from a proactive place? And I think it starts with the conversation that we're we're having today, right? It starts by saying, okay, I have a relationship with money. I have one, mm-hmm. right? Because here's the other thing. I think the mistake that I made for a really long time, I didn't even recognize, right, that it was a relationship. But what right. I thought was things were good with money when I had it, right? Mm -hmm. And things were bad with money when I didn't. And the problem is that by starting to acknowledge that it's a relationship, that can help us along the road of realizing that the quality of your relationship cannot be tied to your results. And so what I mean by that is that Many of us will say, oh, I'm a series regular right now. I've got money coming in. I've got a great relationship with money. Uh Uh-oh, the series got canceled. There's no money coming in. The debt is climbing. I've got a horrible relationship with money. That cannot be the way that we approach the relationship. So our results will always have ups and downs. The question is, What is the root of the relationship regardless of the results? And I feel like COVID, this experience, actually makes that real in a concrete way that we can look at. COVID has been this unbelievably painful and devastating equalizer in a way. Because no matter how much you believed that your results were within your control, this experience really demonstrates to us incredibly clearly what has always been true, which is that our results are not actually within our control. Mm -hmm. Our response is, so I, and the actions that we take. And the actions that we take, which can influence our results, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. But at the end of the day, those are not within our direct control. So I always draw on the Viktor Frankl quote. I don't know whether you're familiar with oh, this one. I
1: love Viktor Frankl.
0: But yes, I, and he Man's said- Man's search for meaning. Yes.
1: Miata, I think we've read all of the same books. All of the same books, you and I, Exactly. <laughs>
0: And so he said, everything can be taken from a man, but one thing, the last of the human freedoms to choose one's attitude in any given set of circumstances, to choose one's own way. So yeah. to choose one's attitude in any given set of circumstances. So here we have the coronavirus, the given set of circumstances work for Most people simply stopped, right? Nothing that you can do to absolutely make an acting job happen right now, right? (laughs) But what we do get to do is we get to choose our attitude. We get to choose our own way, the actual steps and actions that we're going to take. And so that's what I want us to focus on in terms of our financial relationship and our financial work. It's, right. it's recognizing that I have to decide what is the kind of relationship I'm committed to having. I am committed to having honesty in my relationship with money. I'm committed to having balance. And a sense of humor and some fun, right? All of these things, love and some boundaries, right? Mm. So by defining the relationship I'm committed to having, I have to bring that honesty, whether money is coming in right now or it's not. I have to bring that attention whether I feel like I'm in a great career place right now or not. Yeah. It's the behaviors, the attitudes that have to stay constant. So, what I had all of those years ago is I had what we could absolutely call extremely negative results, right? Mm -hmm. $80,000 in debt, 10 different part-time jobs, an exhausting schedule where I always just felt I was desperately trying to earn more money. I had a lot of fear around bills and a lot of desperation around work, all of those things. And that Um,
1: doesn't really bode well for booking jobs and finances coming in. Like When you have desperation and fear around anything, it's going to repel more than it is going to attract. Exactly. Exactly.
0: And so, yes, there was practical work I had to do. Absolutely practical numbers that I had to look at. But I also had to really look at my commitment, I had to really look at how I was paying attention or really not paying attention to money. And so recognizing, right, that I was spending an enormous amount of time worrying about money. But that's very different from spending time actually engaged in strengthening. And so how
1: did you switch that? Like, what did you start doing that was different than before? What did you start thinking that was different than before?
0: So it's both things. I think first, what I really started doing was I started learning. Um, So for me, it really did, as you put it, hit a rock bottom place. And I sort of remember just sitting and there were a lot of tears. And I remember just thinking, I have to figure this out. I have to figure it out right? And so figuring it out for me always sent me back to what I had grown up being taught, which is that, okay, I have to study, right? And I think that was one of the gifts that I was given growing up was, all right, clearly, I have to learn this. So how do I learn it, right? That was one of the first questions that I asked. And so for me, it really did start with books. And so I feel like what happened was when I started my career, when I finished school, I was committed to continuing to learn how to be an actor. I was committed to continuing to learn about my craft, Mm -hmm. right? And I even loosely thought I was committed to learning about the business, right? But that was very focused in a particular way. It was focused on learning about what projects were out there and who was casting what and how did the studios work. And like, right, like I was learning about those aspects of the business. Yeah, And so what I realized or was forced to realize is, okay, wait, I have to learn about money in that same way. So Mm -hmm. the same way that I would go to Samuel French, and I would just sit for hours with books on the craft and reading different plays and different screenplays. Now, I started sitting in Barnes and Nobles in the money section and yeah. I started reading books and and taking notes and trying to apply these concepts that were largely very rooted towards like people who had jobs with you know paychecks right. and things like that but I was like okay how do I apply this to me how do I translate it how do I translate it and then I just also looked for every possible free class that I could find uh, about Mm -hmm. money and there weren't very many, but there was a teacher that I found and she was teaching these free weekly teleseminars. They were on the phone and I was like taking her teleseminars and it felt very practical. Like it felt like she was telling me things to do. So then I would try to figure out how to do them. And anyway, in the end, Courtney, it's kind of ironic, but I ended up putting a personal finance coaching program on one of my very maxed out credit cards. <laughs> and I paid, yeah. I paid to be assigned a coach who would work with me for eight months on my finances and we just really started diving into what I was going to need to do to turn things around. And there was no magic. But what happened was that over those months, I did start turning things around. And I started slowly reducing the debt and getting on top of my numbers. And that company ended up asking if I might be interested in training Mm. to become a coach for them, because they wanted coaches who could actually speak to the journey. And so I did, I trained ultimately to coach for that company. And I coached for that company for almost three years. And then I, I started Abundance Bound. I started my own company, you know, specifically at that time for actors, artists, and and creative professionals.
1: Yeah. Can you share your mission statement for Abundance Bound? Because I thought that was so lovely. So that's
0: interesting because Abundance Bound has a mission statement, but then obviously I also personally have yeah. have a mission statement. And so we are a financial education company with the mission of helping artists and creatives of all kinds to establish a functioning, healthy, healthy, practical, and compassionate relationship with money.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And so that is our mission.
1: And then do you want to share your own personal? Yeah,
0: sure. So, you know, that is something that has been hard to craft over the years because oh, yeah, I, I think like so many I'm up to a lot in this world. I'm an actor and I'm a teacher and a mother and a wife and a, an activist, you know, so many things. And so I summarize my purpose and mission as being a guide and an example of the possibility of a life well, joyously and fully lived.
1: I love that.
0: I feel that. My mission is to both be a guide, but also I feel we can only be guides by being examples. And that means that I must constantly be working on the same thing that I am hoping to guide people in, in having. And that for me is the possibility of an abundant Life And I define abundance as joyously and and fully, a joyously and fully lived
1: life. Mm, I love that. We, on episode two, I believe, Gail Restifer was on talking about creating a personal mission statement for your life and acting career. If you're listening to this, go back and listen to that too. And definitely, I recommend creating your own mission statement because for people like us who do multiple things. Yes. I think it's important to have some sort of through line so that you don't feel like you're just being torn in all different directions. Like, there is a reason that we are attracted to the teaching and the coaching as well as the acting. And and I think part of it is, well, yeah, you have to be doing the thing in order to teach it as well. But, like, what people love about their artistic career is different. Like, what you love about it is probably different than what I love about it. Absolutely. And then that you can show up with that in every area of your life, not just in your artistic career. Because if like for us, if acting's not going well, we have something that brings us joy and we can still be learning and giving whether or not our acting career is going well.
0: Absolutely. And so for me, what finally really helped me is I always felt like my mission statement's were first of all, really long, right? Because it would be like, yeah. this is my mission for acting. And this is my mission for teaching. And this is my mission as a mother. And this is, and for me, it truly is that I have realized my mission is to live my life as joyously and fully as an actor as a teacher, as a mom, as a wife, as an activist. And so I can always be looking at ooh, acting is feeling a little less joyous right now. Or, Mm -hmm. you know, my Mm -hmm. relationship with my children is feeling a little less joyous right now. Right? (laughs) So it's how do I bring that to all of the things that I'm up to? And so That's the mission that that works for me in this moment.
1: Yeah. And, you know, we've been talking about, okay, looking at money joyously and with love and with attention. And it's hard to do that when you have a mindset that money is bad or wrong or evil or people who have money are evil. I read your book and it rings true. Every financial book that I've ever read starts with you've got to do an inventory of your own thoughts and beliefs around money. Do you want to talk a little bit about that?
0: I didn't make this up. I don't remember exactly where I heard it, but I always remind everyone that mindset matters most. Mm -hmm. I used to get frustrated by that. And the reason I got frustrated is because I was like, look, uh, Courtney, I'm $80,000 in debt. I can barely pay my rent. And right. you want to talk to me about what? Positive thinking, yeah. right? Yeah. Like magical <laughs> thinking. Thanks. Right. Thanks so much. I'll just, you know, sit in a corner and wish. Uh, right. <laughs> and what I had to come to understand is that my beliefs, the way that I was thinking was directly impacting my actions. And those actions, of course, were influencing my results. And so what would happen is I wanted you to tell me how to change my results. But the thing is Right. You want to skip straight to
1: the results. Right.
0: You can't get me to change my results unless you first really, or- Or not even so much first, but unless I am constantly willing to be working on my thoughts and my beliefs and shifting those simultaneously. So, our focus at Abundance Bound is on recognizing that we must constantly deliver the practical, but we must also all constantly be working on strengthening the mindset, because I can teach you what to do. But the question is, will you actually do it? Will you consistently do it? Or will you sabotage in some way, those actions, those activities, those tools that I'm giving you? That's why we have to look at our mindset. And we have to look at the belief systems. You remember when I said, when you think about yourself as having a relationship with money, it's important to be self-aware and like any relationship to bring awareness about what belief systems I have that might help the relationship to thrive and what belief systems I have that might actually harm the relationship. So let's say that I believe to be true, that if I'm really an actor, that is the only way that I make money.
1: This is something that comes up a lot with my clients, that they don't want to make money in any other area than just their artistic career. Right? It's super fun to make a full living in your acting career or whatever creative career you have. It's, it's amazing. When that's not happening, it doesn't mean you're less than for making money anywhere else. And right. I look at people stars, celebrities who have clothing lines, perfume lines, like they don't just make money off of their acting. They make it off investments and other products that they sell and put their name on. Right. There
0: is absolutely no truly financially powerful person who makes money one way. It doesn't exist. It does not exist. And that's not my opinion. That is actual fact. Financially powerful people have multiple streams of income. But again, what we want to do is we want to say, well, as soon as I'm financially powerful, I'll get some of those multiple streams of income. Yes. Right. Mm -hmm. And again, it's sort of, what is it? Putting the cart before the horse, right? (laughs) Because what we again need to do is we need to decide I am committed to being a financially powerful person and financially powerful people have multiple streams of income. So how can I bring that to wherever I am right now in the world and along my journey, right? And so we want to look at our limiting belief system. And look, it's not My job or anyone's job to tell you whether a belief is quote unquote good or bad, right? It's not about casting judgment on your beliefs. It truly is. Does this belief system serve me? So does the belief system that I can only make money as an actor, is that serving me? And if you can genuinely answer that question, that your belief system that only earning money as an actor is is valid, is making you feel powerful, that it's working, that you have the income that you need to thrive in all of the areas of your life, then that belief system is, is working for you, right? But for many of us, we're not asking those questions about whether our belief systems are actually serving us.
1: In any area, finances or any exactly. area of our lives. Exactly. Yeah. In any area of our lives. So if the belief system
0: makes me feel stressed out and constricted and like I live in this tiny box and I just have to do things this way. What then the you know the next logical question is is that an abundant way to be moving through the world. And so how can I shift that? Am I willing to consider other possibilities? I love Elizabeth Gilbert and Elizabeth Gilbert has an entire passage that she uh, talks about in her book, big magic. And she talks about how she made the decision that she would not burden her art with the need to support her. That can be a very controversial statement because I think that some people say, well, what do you mean? That like, you know, my art shouldn't make money. I don't, I don't deserve to make money as an artist. And I say, absolutely not. That is not what that means. It means exactly what the words are. I will never demand again of acting that it pay my bills. Because when I demanded that acting pay my bills, my acting suffered, my love mm-hmm. of acting suffered. Now, that doesn't mean I don't want to work all the time, regularly doing right. amazing work as an actor. It doesn't mean I don't want to the job i want the job but courtney the difference for me now
1: is that i do not
0: need the job
1: and when you don't need the job you come to the audition with a different energy yes
0: and and you come to the work with a different energy i yeah. genuinely yeah. love the work I had stopped loving the work. The work was just so painful. Yeah. Uh, of course I want to be doing so much more of the work than I'm doing, but now I now I love it. And and I think that's that's a really important thing for all of us to look at. Are we willing? Are we willing to take the burden off of our
1: art? So you wrote a book called The Artist's Guide to Money Management, Five Core Steps to Financial Stability While You Pursue Your Creative Career. And you, for now anyway, give it away. Yes. Which is amazing. So if you all go to abundancebound2020.com or Miata, will it be abundancebound.com soon? Yes. (laughs) Okay, she's working on the site.
0: Yeah, so I would always say if you go to abundancebound.com, you will find us at the moment you're being diverted to Abundance Bound 2020, just because the site is under construction. And I'm so excited about where where it's going.
1: (laughs) But you can get this book for free. So I read it this weekend. And, you know, I told you we've read all of the same books. So these principles aren't new to me. And I've done the steps before. It doesn't mean that I'm not going to do them again. So I wanted to read the book in full before I talk to you, but I also want to go back and redo the steps in your way because you tailor it to an artist, which I yes. love.
0: Yes. And so basically, when I started Abundance Bound, what I wanted, Courtney, is I wanted there to be very specific steps to follow. And I am not talking about, okay, I do step one and I check the box and now I'm done with step one forever and now I do step two and I check the box. I'm not talking about those kinds of steps. I'm just talking about steps that can forever ground us in what is the actual work that we always need to be doing to have a full and balanced Financial relationship because what used to frustrate, still frustrates the heck out of me, is courses and systems that get you really inspired, right? I am yeah. so excited and inspired to change my life, but then they don't. Tell you What to actually do. So you like invest in the book or you invest in the class and you're like, rah, rah, you are ready to go. But then you're like, oh, but what do I actually do? So you don't change anything. And then you go looking for the next book or the next class. I was really, really determined that this would be different. And so all those years ago, 16 years ago now, I created what I call the artist's prosperity system, and it's nine steps, right? The idea is that you learn what all of the steps are. And step two is clear your financial clutter and get it organized. And that is where we have got to figure out where we are Financially, So when I talk about any healthy relationship requiring honesty, clearing your financial clutter is about bringing honesty to your financial relationship. It's about us getting real about what is happening right now in terms of my money, not yeah. what I want it to be, not what I wish it was. Also, it's not about any shame. This is hard, but it's not about shame and guilt about where I am. It's just about, okay, where am I? Where am I starting? That is where, yes, I ask you to go back through six months worth of your records. The reason is because I don't feel that for most of us, given the lives that we lead, I don't believe that three months will give us enough um, information to get a strong and reliable average. So given where we are right now, and I know people will be listening to this podcast, you know, might be for years to come, but um, we are right now in June, right? And we have been in this crisis with the coronavirus really since March, So what I'm really asking people to do is to look at October, November, December, January, February, and March. Good idea. Because what I'm asking people to do is to get clear on what their lives were costing them pre-coronavirus. There's a different process that I would guide you through for really figuring out exactly what's going on now during the coronavirus. But obviously, we hope and believe that our lives will ultimately transition out of this place. And what we need to know and really be able to look at clearly is what were our lives costing us leading up to this point.
1: I want to say I did this work years ago, and my friend at the time was going through a divorce She hadn't looked at her finances in years because her husband did everything. And she was really afraid. She was nervous. She had a lot of anxiety around it. And the minute we sat down and she went through this process, she felt so much lighter and more optimistic. It it was just because she didn't have all the information. It was because she wasn't honest with herself. And when she got honest and had a plan, she was like, oh, my God, this is so easy I can do this. So unless you sit down and look at it, you can't really understand where you are and then you can't get to where you want to be. Exactly.
0: And so we tell ourselves a lot of stories about where we are, right? And so whatever I find out, and I've now seen this with thousands of clients over the years, whatever we find out does tend to give us that feeling of lightness and relief,
1: mm, it's like because from it, your it is,
0: it's like freedom. It's like, okay, here it is. And so when I looked at this for myself, well over 20 years ago, when I looked at this for myself, look, what I discovered, there was some real, you know, quote, unquote, not great stuff that <laughs> I discovered. But still, I remember that moment like it was yesterday, of, oh my gosh, okay, there it is. And I did feel relief because it felt like, all right, now I can begin.
1: Yeah. And the artist prosperity system has nine steps, you said? Yes. And the book has five steps. So how does someone learn the other steps?
0: The other steps. Oh, how to summarize this. Basically, in a nutshell, Abundance Bound has a core curriculum. And that curriculum consists usually of an introductory workshop, which we call budgeting nuts and bolts. And then it consists of, it depends on who we're delivering it for and where we're delivering it, but usually about a six-week workshop that we call managing cash flow. And over the course of that whole curriculum, you will learn all nine steps. And we then have what we call our financial empowerment program, which is really, I look at it as your money relationship gym. And that's where you now have the core nine steps, right and you understand them Mm -hmm. and now what you're doing is you're just basically committing to continuing to do the work because
1: it doesn't happen overnight
0: it doesn't and it never this isn't a self-serving statement it's just the truth it never changes that we have to work I can't say, you know, Courtney, can you please sign me up for a six-week exercise class? And then when that exercise class is done, I expect to be fit and healthy. Oh, and gosh. I expect to be fit and healthy forever. Wouldn't that okay? be awesome? It really would be. Can you please? Right? Yeah. It really or would like, be awesome. Or like I worked
1: on my marriage for a month. <laughs> and now it's good. Now it's and good for the rest of my life. And so
0: I, and especially because I do struggle with exercise, I really wish that that existed. But obviously, Courtney, if you sat here and you told me I'm a personal trainer and I can train you for six weeks and then, Miata, you will be fit and healthy forever, I would have to know that you you were lying to me. So our financial empowerment program is where you just keep showing up at the gym and you keep learning and you keep working out and you keep you know investing in your financial relationship but the good news and this has just really been my commitment since I started this company and I I feel like we've worked over the last 16 years to get to this place is that there are a lot of ways that you can engage in our core curriculum at no cost and so that's what's super powerful you can start Yes, absolutely. By reading the book, you can take budgeting nuts and bolts either directly with Abundance Bound. You can take it at places like the Actors Fund who license our curriculum and they therefore sponsor a certain amount of financial wellness programming every year. And
1: you don't have to be an actor to do that, right? You do not. Now with the
0: Actors Fund, you have to be an entertainment professional. But that obviously is a wide range of people. And again, what I suggest to everyone, I mean, I know your audience your podcast is The Whole Artist, which I love because that's really so connected to our mission of whole people, whole artists. So what I recommend is that people make sure that they are signed up at the Abundance Bound site so that you know what opportunities there are to take our free classes. And I would also, if you're in the entertainment industry, definitely you should be signed up for the Actors Fund mailing list so that you know, you know, what programming you can do.
1: Yeah. For them. And I want to say it's amazing that you have free stuff. It's great for people to take advantage of free stuff. And there is something to be said about investing your money yeah. in the places you want to grow. So uh, like you said, Miata, you were $80,000 in debt and you paid yeah. a coach to help you get out of it. And it was yeah. worth it. And for me, every time I pay a coach to help me move to the next area of my life, I never regret it. I always make that money back. And I just think it's really important that we invest in ourselves as artists, too.
0: Yeah. I, I Thank you for bringing that up. And I would just love to speak to that for a second, because that has been a struggle for me as a teacher since I started Abundance Bound. And, and here's why. When I paid for that personal finance coaching program, Courtney, I showed up. Absolutely. Because let me tell you, it was make this work or you are done. Every one of those coaching sessions, I was prepared. I did my homework. Mm-hmm. I had questions ready. I wanted to grow. And if it was free, you might not have showed up. The problem with free is when we show up like it's free. That's the problem with free. And so what I always ask of us is that we really recognize that this is a relationship that you are going to have to invest in. What my commitment is, is how do I help you to strengthen a relationship with money when you are struggling with your relationship with money? That's the, a big challenge that obviously I took on when I started this company, So for instance, our financial empowerment program, which is the thing I am truly the most proud of because of all that we pack into that program is $25 a month. That's amazing. And I got so much pushback on this from coaches and as we develop these programs and over the years. And, but the reason for that is because I don't want money to be the reason why you're not investing in your relationship with money. But we all have to really decide, I will show up for this. So hopefully, what Abundance Bound is doing is hopefully we are taking that sort of excuse out of the equation but then you have to want it you have to decide that this matters and you have to decide that that you're going to do what it takes to to have it thrive
1: i really struggled with charging people for coaching when i first started coaching because i had limiting beliefs around money myself in my coaching program they brought this up because i think a lot of people who are coaches they want to help people they don't want to take people's money necessarily, but the the person leading the program was like, yeah, people will be more invested if they are uncomfortable with the m- amount of money that they are putting down. Does the $25 seem to work for a group of artists?
0: I think so. In other words, what I am really committed to doing is creating a space where everyone who wants it Mm -hmm. can get it. And in other words, I want you to then be able to start investing. I want you to be able to keep expanding your growth. And so what my hope is, is that we create the space And you then are able to really allocate your resources Mm -hmm. towards your ongoing growth, which I believe then makes us more powerful as a community of artists, which I believe then allows us to serve and help even more artists, right? So for me, and I definitely, again, I believe that every business has to really align their pricing with their mission. We have a very specific mission, which is why I believe that our pricing is important. Yeah. I am not remotely suggesting that every coach out there should be offering programs for $25 a month. That to me, in most cases, is not remotely a viable business structure, right? So yeah. this is it's very specific to our Our core mission.
1: I wanted to go back to the point you just made. Uh, I think, like, if all artists were financially educated and really knew how to stand up for themselves and know their worth and not be afraid that someone else is going to take their job because they ask for what they're worth, I think that would help all actors. And I think that is what unions are for as well, too, because I think as actors, we would do anything for free because we just want to do the work. And so unions say, you know, actually, you have to pay this actor this much money or else you can't work with them. Do you find that to be true as well? And how have you seen building your community of financially educated actors? Like how has that helped you in your acting career? And how has it helped other people who've gone through your program?
0: Oh, gosh, the ways that it's helped me as an actor, I can't even sort of begin to quantify, right? I think it's made me a much stronger person. I have developed relationships, and I think that relationships become the foundation for so many creative projects. I've gotten to work on things because of people that I've been engaging with in this arena of our lives, right? I think sometimes, again, we compartmentalize too much. Like my first national commercial came to me because of the executive producer of that national commercial. We met in financial workshops. Amazing. And so again, like we just, you just, and she's now one of my best friends in the world. Oh,
1: I love you, that so much. You don't
0: ever know where opportunities are going to come from. But I also just fundamentally believe that what we're doing, so what I'm doing for myself and hopefully for all of the clients that we serve, is we are giving you the foundation on which your career And everything else you're up to can then thrive. So if I can help you feel less fear, if I can help you get clarity around what's coming in and what's going out and making more conscious, practical choices around how you're investing in your career, how you're allocating your money to all of your needs and wants, That will have a positive impact on your ability to go out and audition, on your ability to go out and create your own projects, hopefully on your ability to be out now speaking a different truth about what it means to be a successful artist. So Courtney, can we please all agree to shatter this myth of the starving actor of The Starving Artist, right? please. Can we please agree to stop allowing the story to be told that Courtney booked the lead role after, you know, living on people's couches and having 32 cents in her bank account? Can we stop telling that story and tell instead the story of the person who really committed to building a whole and stable life. And that that was what ultimately led to the success that they wanted.
1: Yeah. And for me, that's my story is the minute I started learning about finances and setting financial goals and really like cutting down my debt and saving money and that's when my acting career started to thrive and I started booking commercials and I started booking TV and it really made a huge difference in my life. And while I didn't know Miata at the time, I would have totally taken her program then. (laughs) I wish I knew about you then. So that's why I wanted to have you on the show so everyone can know about you and take it through the lens of an artist.
0: Right, exactly. We've tended to be afraid when it comes to money, right? And Mm -hmm. Courtney, if you came to me and you said, you know, I'm in a relationship and I'm really afraid of my partner, we would snap to attention, right? We would be like, okay, we got to make some changes. And Courtney, we got to figure this out. And so many of us, we have so much fear around a relationship that, again, this is where we started today. We don't have a choice whether or not to have. So I can't tell anyone that this is going to be a simple process, but I can tell you it's a journey that I believe you have to be on. You don't yeah. have a
1: choice whether You're gonna or not to You're going to be on be the journey it. whether you yeah. pay attention or not. And if you or pay not. attention, it's going to be yeah. a way better journey
0: it's going to be a way better journey. And that's what we're here for. That's what we're about. It's Mm -hmm. truly what I'm passionate about. And, um, and I hope it's making a difference.
1: Thank you for your service to other artists and actors. I really appreciate that you exist and that you listen to your purpose and you followed that and we all get to benefit from it. Um, Thank you for your time today. Let us know where we can find you and how we can take your classes.
0: Great. Well, definitely, you know, follow us on Instagram. I'm not great at social media, Courtney, but we're working on it. And so we're there.
1: <laughs> you got to pay but attention what... and learn. Oh,
0: right. <laughs> exactly. I'm learning. I'm learning. What are you on Instagram? Abundance Bound. Great. Go to abundancebound.com. Get the free book so that you're on our list. We will absolutely notify you about upcoming opportunities to take budgeting nuts and bolts, to take managing cash flow, and to join our financial empowerment program. And then obviously, you know, people who are in the entertainment industry should also be on the Actors Fund mailing list.
1: Absolutely. And can we take those workshops if we're not in New York or L.A.? Absolutely. So Abundance
0: Bound, all of our programming is delivered online. For people who have found us through the Actors Fund, because of the pandemic right now, we are teaching 100% online. So for instance, Budgeting Nuts and Bolts, I teach that the first Thursday of every month except July. Um, But otherwise, the first Thursday of every month from one to 3.30 Pacific. People can, again, just go to the Actors Fund calendar and click through. If you find the first Thursday of the month, you can click through for Budgeting Nuts and Bolts, and you'll be able to register for my free Budgeting Nuts and Bolts two and a half hour intro workshop. And then from there, we will figure out the best way to get you into managing cash flow Like right now, the thing is, is at the Actors Fund, for instance, it's right now June. I don't have space in classes sponsored by the Actors Fund until November. So that might not be the quickest way for you to do it, but you can take it with Abundance Found for free anyway.
1: Perfect. Thank you so much for taking time out of your day to share your gift with us. And I hope to meet you in person one day.
0: I would love to meet you. Thank you for having me. And thank you for doing this podcast and and really helping all of us recognize that it's about being whole, whole human beings, right? With multiple facets. Thank you. I appreciate that.
1: if you like this interview with miata go ahead and shoot us a message on instagram or take a screenshot and tag us in your stories i'm at courtney rue and she's at abundance bound oh my gosh we got a new review from two legs that's with a z thank you so much once again special shout out to jamie and eric at blythe martin productions for the theme music to joe mazza at brave lux for the photo in my logo and to mike caputo at pod clubhouse for producing this podcast The Whole Artist with Courtney Rue is produced under the SAG-AFTRA new media contract. Thanks SAG-AFTRA, you're amazing. I hope you've been inspired to take some action, I hope you've learned something, and I hope you feel better than you did before you were listening. Have a great day, and I'll talk to you next week. The Whole Artist with Courtney Rue
0: The Whole Artist with Courtney Rue is a Pod Clubhouse original production. Produced, engineered, and edited at Pod Clubhouse Studios. Follow us online at podclubhouse.com.